Welcome back to Trending Education. Dan Strafford, Mike Palmer along with you. We'll hear from Melissa Griffith, Vice President, Kaplan Analytics and Strategy later. And we'll talk about Amazon and their recent announcement that they are investing $700 million over the next six years in upskilling their workforce. But as always, like to check in. Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I mean, uh, it was interesting to see Amazon uh, making the choice to invest in the training of its human workforce because uh, uh, we know that Amazon has been spending a lot of its capital on investing in its automation and AI and robot workforce. So uh, I thought this was an interesting um, time for them to capture, uh, the, new, capture the national uh, attention, the zeitgeist, if you will, by uh, announcing that it will retrain workers across the US uh, into uh, more skilled technical and non-technical roles. I think there's a lot to unpack around the way they're thinking about this investment, uh, but it's very consistent with what we've talked about uh, many times on the show that like organizations, enterprises are gonna have to continue to invest in their human workforce because the skills that you had a year or two ago are being disrupted. Uh, the jobs that you're doing today may not be the jobs you're doing in two to three years. So, uh, so I think the $700 million uh, investment uh, between now and uh, 2025 is, uh, is an interesting one, but I imagine uh, you know, they may wind up spending more than that in the aggregate. So this is sort of uh, you know, indicative of a bigger trend. And, uh, and it's always interesting when Amazon uh, does this. Um, any, uh, any thoughts on your side, Dan, just around uh, the idea is $700 million to retrain a third of its US workforce by 2025. So any of those numbers particularly striking to you? I think this is a great investment in a workforce that has been talked about a lot. You, you know, there are warehouse workers, especially Prime Day and around the holidays are, are stories that we see a lot. I know uh, workers in Minnesota worked, uh, walked off the job mm -hmm. on the first day of Prime Day to try to get better working conditions. So yep. these are all things you want to see uh, from a company of Amazon size that they're investing in their employees. The money is obviously an astronomical number for what Amazon takes in. Maybe from their perspective, it is not, but 700 million. But I think you're right. I think they're going to end up spending more over time than even that 700 million. What I find most intriguing about this story and similarly about the Walmart story from a couple of months back about uh, investing in high school students and helping pay for their college is these big companies or realizing something you've talked about, Brandon talked about previously, we've talked about the future of learning and the future of work. It's not about hiring people from outside or, or college degrees. If you have good employees who you can invest in, I would assume over time that's more profitable. It, it's, more, it, it's a better way to go about keeping people in your ecosystem, in your workforce. And so the six-year plan, I think, is a really interesting timeline here. Like, What do we get at the end of that? Do we get the data? Do we get the retention rate? Because that's where I think we would learn a lot of how many people took them up on it, how many people stayed through, what was the success rate, uh, what jobs did they land in? Because I think Amazon's saying over the next three to six years, a lot of these jobs will be automated, right? A mm -hmm. lot of the workforce and warehouse stuff. So that's going to be really intriguing uh, as we try to decide, was it effective? Can it be scaled to other companies? Can it be, you know, I guess not scaled up, but scaled down to smaller companies and, and uh, companies of smaller budget sizes. Mm -hmm. And I think it's necessary, right? You've talked about it many times over, Mike. We need to invest in our employees. We need to invest in education and learning because 
we're changing a lot more rapidly than we have in the past. Mm -hmm. And these jobs are going to change and these uh, workforces are going to change pretty rapidly. And then you throw into the mix that Gen Z is joining the workforce at a higher rate, larger numbers. It's going to be, I want to say fun to understand this data, like to, to really hone in on how this works and, and whether or not they spend 900 million, whether right. or not they spend over a billion and, and what do they get out of it? Yeah, I agree. And it, it, it's interesting also to, you know, there, there's some mention of this. I'd like to get closer to folks at Amazon to understand this better, but there's some mention that some of this training will be applied to employees who will actually be leaving Amazon which is another interesting idea where for uh, big organizations that are innovating at a rate that's fast enough to displace their own workforce could still make the decision that if we're automating our workforce, we will still invest in uh, the ongoing upskilling and education of, the, of our, our, our resources, our human resources, even as they're exiting so that we're not creating a bigger problem through automation. It, it reminds me of some of what I've heard from like new mobility companies, whether it's Uber or uh, the bird scooters or um, you know, the bike share programs. When it's done best, it's done in partnership with the city, understanding that these new um, transportation solutions need to be part of a coherent plan and I think that's true around automation and disruption. So like if you are uh, automating a lot of uh, what used to be human uh, work as part of a large uh, workforce management effort at a big company like Amazon, if part of what you're thinking about is not just, you know, the humans who will be displaced, but what skills will they exit with? Um, I think that is a next level insight. It's also one that um, seems to be downplayed right now by Amazon, but uh, from everything I'm reading and learning, you know, the conditions for Amazon employees, uh, you know, who are really in the front lines, almost like the front lines of the infantry of human computer interaction or human uh, automation interaction. These are the folks who are interacting with uh, you know, sort of the, the Terminator meets the Roomba, you know, in terms of the way stuff moves around the, the Amazon uh, workforces, uh, sorry, uh, warehouses. And uh, I just think that's a, that's a really interesting place to be thinking about skilling uh, and upskilling and even cross-skilling because like a lot of the, the responsibilities if you're in an Amazon uh, warehouse are, are more about uh, picking things out of trays because it's hard to get the robots to establish like the fine motor grabbing controls that, uh, that human employees uh, will be great at. You know, if you've really been optimized as a human for that particular capability and then suddenly the robot arm gets better. Yep. Well, now you're out of work and uh, you know, there's only so many jobs that require really refined, maybe you, you do well at a, at a at Chuck E. Cheese and the claw machine or something, but, but you know what I mean? Like, how are we um, thinking about ongoing workforce development in a way that is sort of um, pro-human, that is actually helping um, the employee? Um, obviously, it's a self-interested effort if you're trying to help the employee and you're gonna use them in a new capacity and you want them to upskill. Uh, but I thought it was interesting to think about it also as uh, industries get disrupted. Um, you know, it's like the trucking industry, industry, for example, if you're a large trucking company, 
how much are you investing in the reskilling of your workforce so that if you go automated, uh, you're not actually creating a new um, human problem, uh, even as you're helping your bottom line. Have you seen anything about the types of trainings that they're talking about rolling out? Um, machine learning university, which Amazon mm -hmm. has, they'll pay for an employee to attend that or learn software development skills through its Amazon technical Academy. Mm -hmm. uh, so then you add on top of that apprenticeships and uh, AWS training at a discount uh, mm -hmm. for the AWS training. That seems to be the focus. Um, it does seem to your point, this is a, timed PR effort from Amazon with Prime Day. Obviously, that's out there in, in the world, and we're seeing that. New York Times had an article uh, that I, I briefly read about how workers at Amazon warehouses are taking on robot characteristics mm -hmm. at times, and that's another PR thing they have to deal with with the automation. How are they treating their employees? So this is definitely a PR play. Uh, hopefully, we'll get more information, right? Hopefully, we'll get more in-depth on exactly what these employees are being trained on, uh, what their future uh, you know, possibilities are within Amazon, outside of Amazon, mm -hmm. as you were saying. But that's as of right now, sort of the nuts and bolts of, of what they're trying to offer these 100,000 or so employees as they onboard them to this new program. And that is interesting too, because if you think about even how AWS was born, yep. was Amazon used it and then uh, was able to leverage it effectively and then eventually started to pointed outward. Uh, another interesting thing for us to, to keep an eye on is the Amazon Technical Academy and the machine learning university that Amazon is, is creating. It's a great point. Um, could that be the workforce development equivalent of AWS? So like they now have a program that they know worked for them to upskill, reskill their own workforce. Does next level training and development become the equivalent of a platform play for your human workforce. And uh, as someone who's uh, cautiously respectful of the, the long-term story of Amazon, I wouldn't put it past them to, mm -hmm. uh, in some ways, put it, put it past all of us, uh, the idea that um, upskilling your workforce with new technical competencies is something that if an organization like Amazon did it well and at scale within their own workforce, it'd be a natural thing uh, to extend. If it worked for Starbucks or for Amazon or for, uh, you know, big organization TBD, what does that mean to the individual? What does that mean to smaller organizations who may want to tap into some of that learning? And, uh, and then what are the emerging business models around uh, corporate training like this? And uh, when big players like Amazon get involved, um, you know, they're going to put enough funding behind it and have enough of a sample size that they may really unlock uh, some new things. Uh, although I think there'll probably be a counter narrative of, of, about how uh, terrifying this is and how poorly implemented it might be. And, uh, you know, you imagine Skynet probably had really good uh, <laughs> ongoing workforce development programs prior to becoming fully self-aware and uh, you know, a little bit of uh, dystopian sci-fi is, is probably healthy to, to keep in mind these days. Welcome back, Dan and Mike joined now by Melissa Griffith. Melissa, how are you doing? I am doing good. Great. Glad to be here. We're going to continue the conversation around Amazon and the 
Money they are investing in employees and soon to be potential former employees. Melissa, uh, top level, uh, you see this news come out, came out around Prime Day. Did it feel more public relations or more information that Amazon just felt they needed to share at this time? I mean, I'm, I'm a cynic, so I definitely think they did it because of Prime Day. But just because an uh, employer or we do stuff because it's good for the business doesn't mean it's not good for the employees. And I think uh, a lot of what I would see with Amazon is that they have a couple of things that they have to address. One, uh, they have a skills shortage when it comes to, to finding new skills, finding new data science skills, comp computer science skills. So they have a massive workforce that they know they're going to probably do away with with some automation. So they're training them. So that's a good thing for their business. And it's a good thing for their employees. So yes, I believe it was perfectly timed for some PR, but it doesn't mean it's bad. As we uh, look further into this, Melissa, and we talk about the investment they're making, right? Uh, you just made the point that uh, automation is coming. So some of these uh, employees may be laid off for that purpose. And, and they're seeing who's the best of the best, who rises to the top and can continue on in Amazon or maybe moves to the outside. Uh, an investment uh, which per employee is pretty small, uh, seems like a wise move, right? To, to try to find those right employees that can find roles in the future of Amazon, but also to your point, maybe reskilling some folks to move outside. Yeah, it's chump change, right? So whether the dollar is 7,000 per employee, whether it's slightly less, whether it's slightly more. Right now, let's say you go outside for a recruiter. On average, you're probably going to pay for one of those jobs, like 20,000 to the recruiter. So if you can train your own employee, get the added bonus of you know they're a known entity versus an unknown entity that you're paying for, it makes sense. You can even invest a little bit more. That's why most companies do it. I thought it was interesting uh, along similar lines to think about how much they're investing in training their humans versus how much they're investing in training AI in that same window. Yeah. It's got to be a fraction if you say 700 million between now and 2025. Yeah. They've got to be spending uh, orders of magnitude more every year on training their bots and their AI. Uh, this is uh, this is sort of a kind uh, nod to the analog part of their workforce, but uh, but they have a huge huge uh, automation engine uh, powered by uh, AI and machine learning that they're continuing to plow all their capital into. So this percentage of that spend would be an interesting thing to look at. Yeah, and I mean, then and then the return on it. Yeah, know? no, it's interesting. I do think they're they're placing bets. Uh, AI may or may not work in the long run. I know we all have different opinions on it, but I see the it's the it's the automated human that's going to do the best work, and so I think they're they're bringing both skills along, mm -hmm. so they can either merge them together or they can go one way or the other. So yeah, and and interestingly, like we yeah. talked a little bit about it before, but like there's a good chunk of that workforce that's been identified who actually will be exited from you know Amazon will be exiting these people from yeah. their workforce but they're being thoughtful enough to provide those folks with some skills as the door hits them on the way out. Which is interesting to me, right? So Amazon, 600,000, that's a lot. Walmart, 2.1 million employees yeah. in, in the United States. Like, mm -hmm. do these companies actually have an obligation to upskill these employees for the world? Or is that something that the education should be doing? Because that's one of the things I'm thinking, like Amazon, they may be excellent, but they're training them. Right. Is that their obligation or is that just them be going above and beyond? Yeah, exactly. And it, it's interesting. Are they setting a threshold yeah. or setting a baseline for other organizations like a Walmart yeah. um, 
to to stand you know measure up to and uh it did we talked a little bit about i'd be curious your take on it like how how effective are these big organizations with these type of upskilling uh efforts we talked a year ago uh i think it was last may when starbucks announced it was going to roll out massive uh diversity training to its workforce um was that also really a pr effort because uh, it feels like when when the training is announced, gets a lot of buzz in the media, but then there's not a lot of tracking of the efficacy of it or the particulars of the intervention afterwards. Uh, as someone who has some some background in as an analyst and as someone who's been working at Kaplan in education for a while, any thoughts on 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 how these types of massive trainings are? getting notoriety, getting press, and then, and then some of the complexity of, of actually rolling them out. You know, you guys said this a little bit, I, I believe, uh, on the, the previous segment, but in, in Amazon world, you, if you, anyone could do it, Amazon likely will be able to crack this nut. I, like coming from an education company, seeing all the education companies that have been trying to do it, if it's not your core competency, uh, I'm not sure I would put my money that you're going to be the one to do it. But if anyone could take this kind of moonshot and, and do it better than us, it's probably going to be someone like Amazon or, or Google. At the same time, I think people like, like LinkedIn, LinkedIn Learning, mm -hmm. Coursera, these guys are all going after the same upskilling mm -hmm. area like Pluralsight. These companies are all invested massive amounts of money into this industry. So you have to believe like Amazon may be better if they partnered with one of these companies to train their workforce mm -hmm. like in, in this area. Because that's where I, I think you're going to get the the big bang for your buck. And in terms of how many, I don't know if anyone's really doing this well. I don't know if there's any company that can say, you know what, I'm keeping all my employees, but every year they cycle over. But it's one of the things I think about, not just as someone who is in education, but as someone who is a, in my career, I believe my, the team that I have and I, we're gonna need to circle through so many different skills. Mm -hmm. And what I always think about is, do we have the data to know when we should intervene in someone's skills, when we should be sending them to train mm -hmm. uh, for something? Should they always be learning or are there specific points in their career that we should be like, now is your time to learn X, now is your time to learn Y. And the thing I think why Amazon could be good at this is because you have to know they're sitting out a lot of data on their employees because they are Amazon. Right. So. Yeah, and and then also I, the other aspect of Amazon that's really interesting is their warehouses, which are as much the front lines yeah. of human computer interaction, automation, human interaction yeah. as as anywhere. Like more so than than even uh, I guess Walmart probably similarly, but I think um, Amazon gets the most press for the the robotics involved in their logistics, and all of that is tied to uh, at least the the narrative of data analytics being yeah. applied to their workforce management and how they how the humans and the bots interact. Yeah, as a data person, I am very much intrigued with what information Amazon, especially in the warehouse, is collecting on there. As a human, I'm sometimes horrified by the things that they are collecting in data mm -hmm. in their employees. But I, I mean, I think if you could take Amazon's collection information on data and use it for good, mm -hmm. which we I will I'll give them a benefit in doubt and say some of this training they will use this data for good. Yeah, and I think this is going to be a good thing, and it's going to be a good thing for education and the world because you can use Amazon could be a feeder school right for the rest of the world. Do a job in the warehouse for a year, leave as a 
leave as an engineer or AWS specialist, which I think is where they're focusing yeah. a lot yeah. of their training. Yeah, and that's interesting too, just to like, is that given to people working in the warehouse or is that given to employees who already are sort of on more of a, a technical yeah. track? Because it is interesting to understand where they may see an opportunity for non-technical folks to cross over into basic technical competencies versus technical people being trained in the more sort of expert uh, uh, expert level in their field. Because it almost sounds like the people who are exiting or being exited, yeah. uh, I forget which way the verb works, but the people who are leaving Amazon who are getting upskilled maybe more at a base level so that they actually are more employable. And then the people who they are developing within Amazon might be more the ones who are uh, really tasked with continuing to kind of push Amazon's program yeah. forward. Well, know? I mean, if Amazon was smart, and I, I don't know a ton about Amazon's, uh, Amazon's business strategy, and uh -huh. you know, Jeff, you know, Jeff is, uh, just so you know, I think you're extremely talented. But if like, if I was, if I was in Jeff Bezos position, right, like, the people who are exiting Amazon are probably of the high tech skills are people who are like great in the, their engineering field, AWS. The world is looking for that talent. And yep. so they're willing to pay a premium for someone who is working at Amazon. So if I was Jeff, I, I, if I thought I could train them on the cheap from the skills that I'm going to be exiting, bring them into those worlds. And then when they get to a certain price point, leave, think about the funnel I have into my business. Right. And, I never have to pay them too much because they're going to exit and get paid somewhere else in the market. And I have a steady funnel into my job work. So if I was Jeff, that would be my strategy. But, mm -hmm. and I, I still think I'm doing good in the world because I am bringing these employees up like a an internship program. And so I still think I'm doing good. Yeah. And I'm putting them out in the world for the rest of the market to see. Yeah. And I'm doing it on the cheap. Yeah. And that's part of the thinking around the AWS angle yeah. too, right? Because yeah. then they're, you're sort of building a workforce that'll perpetuate yeah. the relevance of yeah. AWS outside of your yeah. virtual walls. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not competing for that talent because I can groom it myself. I also wonder what what is even onboarding what does technical onboarding look like within Amazon anyway? Yeah. If you have the least technically skilled role in Amazon, are you still given some basic, uh, you know, training in how the robotics are going to work in the warehouse or how your data will be tracked and how you have to be in compliance with certain standards around how you operate? So um, it is interesting when you're like the least technical person in a highly technical yeah. organization is there some base level competence that's just sort of part of the culture uh, or is it like a, a haves and have nots kind of dynamic where like the people who are doing the engineering and the more cutting edge stuff never really connect to the people who are, uh, you know, face to face with the robotics of the warehouse, for example. You know, I, I mean, I don't, I believe Amazon is siloed. That's what I heard. So I don't think a lot of them interact. I think it's a missed opportunity for them. The other thing I think is like, uh, which I think they're going to figure out pretty quickly is there's going to be some, if you, depending on where they're choosing an organization to train, there's going to be some foundational skills that are going to need to teach these people that is much better suited to online education mm -hmm. and whether they are choosing to develop that themselves or whether they come to us or to someone like us to do it mm -hmm. will be something because I think it will be cheaper for them to come to us or, right. or to partner to rather than par build them partner themselves. with Kaplan like to rather than build this themselves because it, it it's 
it's the same training that everyone's going to need. You're going to need basic skills in Python, basic skills in like or whatever the the skill set is to to move up into the engineering yeah unless there's something proprietary like because the way this was presented it's almost as though there's something proprietary about the machine learning university that they're starting and the 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 advanced technical uh competencies whether whether that's in fact true or not is is a separate question but it does feel like they're saying they think this could be a proprietary edge Agreed. That, you know, which which I, which is an interesting thing for them to be putting out there. Yeah, but before I can, there's no way. Before I can learn machine learning, I have to have basic math skills. Mm-hmm. And so either you're testing for that at Amazon, you're testing for those levels. Mm-hmm. In which case, again, I think you're missing an opportunity of the employees to be potential, or you're you have to train them in those base level skills first. Got it. So you're saying more like the critical thinking yeah. and the basic quantitative competencies yeah. are fundamental to they're kind of the building blocks upon which you would layer in like machine learning competencies and these other types of things. And are they, and the Walmarts and the Starbucks of the world applying enough of that type of training of the fundamentals so that folks are then ready for the next level of training. Like, can you take someone with like not even a GED Mm -hmm. and and bring them to that level without first giving them the foundations? Mm -hmm. Maybe you can, maybe you can't like, like, but I would argue probably meet some foundational level yeah, and it's interesting yes. to think about Amazon as someone, as an organization that really runs the full gamut of human competencies mm-hmm. from like the the gen, genuinely base level, you yeah. know, skills, you know, are all to be developed versus the cutting edge of machine yeah. learning and engineering. Uh, their 600,000 employees really cover the entirety of that map yeah it's, i mean that's one of the reasons those manufacturing jobs are so sought out the, the warehousing job because you do not need like you I, I i'm not even sure they require a high school degree to do that that job and so you can get this job and it's a pretty well-paying job for yep. for your skill level and right, so right. and that's that's why people are doing it so if amazon again if amazon is doing this to be good humans in the world they'll be looking at those employees and wondering how they bring them up. And in order to bring them up, you're going to have to bring them up past the foundational level first. Mm-hmm. Mike, you brought up uh, the point about understanding the tracking of the data, right? If you're a warehouse worker, do they get training on how they're going to be tracked? Assume as much. And it reminded me of the quantify itself that we've talked about many times over. It's sort of a reverse where you're not necessarily opting into it because you want to get better. It's just simply your employer tracking you. But something we talked about in the first segment is just about the data overall, like how much data now Amazon sits on, Melissa, how much data they have access to. And data is the new oil, right? It's where money is spent and where it's all going to come through. Do you see that as overall the biggest win for Amazon, just having access to more and more data sets and more and more information on not only their employees, but being able to extrapolate that out even further? I mean, yes, again, it is. It's actually, to me, again, as someone who loves the collection of data, loves like looking at it i believe that it is the currency it is amazon as they go through this training you have to believe they will be collecting a lot more information on on their employees and so forth and so to that extent they can do a lot of good with it and the the downside of that as we all know is they can do a lot of harm with that information like if you think about the amount of employees they have probably the amount of turnover they have in these areas they're gonna they're gonna have a lot of information on a lot of people pretty soon and we've got to trust that they are going to act as good corporate citizens. 
one one related point there too is that might be an argument for the proprietary nature of their training too so like if they're measuring outcomes based on data that they're keeping inside their 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 own walled garden there you could imagine that the the learning objectives and the the training programs that they design are trying to move the needle on their own data in a way that it'd be harder to sort of source that from from the outside so like the idea that they have a well-instrumented workforce engagement already that then they could design interventions for you would think they'd do better at quantifying those yeah. outcomes. Something we talk about a lot at Kaplan too, like one of the advantage of, advantages of test prep is the fact that it's high stakes and measurable, which gives us the data advantage that you're talking about. It does seem like there is some uh, you know, inside track that Amazon has. Although it is interesting yeah. if you're looking at those outcomes, if it's all proprietary and it's all managed within uh, Amazon as an insular entity, mm-hmm how do you actually know that the outcomes that they talk about are in fact real right. if it's all sort of now we got this and we're going to measure this within our wall guard well it's interesting because they're training for they're training for their own proprietary software too right mm-hmm. so you have to imagine they're going to be putting people out in the world and they're saying we're amazon we created aws and now we're certifying these people as aws so it's going to be a little bit of a trust issue sure i guess the it it's as they, they put these people out in the world, you'll be able to test them. Mm-hmm. You know, the interesting, you're, you're right. Like Amazon, if they did it all internally, if they wanted to make a play in education and in particularly in this machine learning, yeah. they could probably do it. But like, I guess the time is whether they're, they are willing to invest the psychometricians, the data scientists, the learning scientists, the content writers, mm-hmm. like everyone to build a robust yeah. uh, skill sets for themselves or are they going to completely just game change education and do it in a different way right, right. than the rest of us? That's going to be what's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, and if they could go outside with the training they start that focuses inside, it would likely be to develop more people who play the game the way Amazon wants them to play. Yes. So they'll use AWS, yes. they'll use you know the appropriate level of DeepMind, whatever, whatever Amazon's yeah. AI engines are, and they'll come out certified so that if they wind up getting hired outside of Amazon, they're sort of spreading the gospel of Bezos in the process. Yeah, you only use, why, why use Azure or, or Google's version? You just use AWS. Yeah, exactly. In, in, in this case, that's, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting strategy if they can do it. And again, if anyone could do it. Amazon could probably do it, but. Yeah, and it's also really interesting as an education and learning podcast that the biggest organizations in the world are investing in learning and workforce development. So that is, that, that'll that keep us in business as a podcast, and it'll definitely be an interesting thing to continue to monitor. Like, what are the big players doing? Where do the more pure educational players have an advantage? And then are there, is there room for smaller upstarts to kind of enter into the space? It's going to be tricky when you have such a big data set in an Amazon, you know, powered by Amazon's own interventions, it's most likely that the big players will continue to yeah. kind of lead in this space. You got to, so it's an interesting, I'll, I'll go a different direction now. You know, it's Scott Galloway and how he talks about these four companies, the, the big four needs to be broken up. Yep. Uh, this is, if Amazon does this really well, this is another case where it may be dangerous to keep these companies together because now he's, now they have a monopoly on consumer retail and they're going to have a monopoly on AWS because they're putting these people out in the world. Yep. And are we actually stifling innovation? Are we actually stopping 
companies who could be innovating better in these spaces mm -hmm. from coming out there because it's a it's a world domination strategy which uh, as an ex civilization player I'm, I admire yeah and I'm almost in awe and enamored about but as a civilian who may sit on the other side of it I'm a little scared too. sure so. that's, that's healthy <laughs> A story we'll continue to track here. Obviously, uh, this is a six-year plan from Amazon through to 2025. Hopefully, we do get more insight into their exact plans and how they're going about this training and some testing that they might be doing of employees as they come in and as they go through this training to really understand how it works and whether it could work on scale and at scale at other businesses. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Trending in Ed. It's trendingineducation.com. Same on Facebook at Trending in Ed. If you want to find us there, leave us a message, leave us a comment. Happy to read them here on the podcast. Also, whatever topics you want us to cover in the future, we'd love to hear from you. As you listen to this, head on over to podcastawards.com, sign up, nominate us for the Education Podcast of the Year. We'd appreciate that. And uh, we get that nomination by the end of July. We will share it out with all of you. Be very excited to do just that. With that said, thanks so much, as always, for listening to Trending in Education. <laughs>